Welcome to Supernatural Moments. I'm your host, Corey R. Henderson, and I pray today that you will have an experience that will bless your life supernaturally. Welcome to Supernatural Moments. I am your host, Corey R. Henderson. I want to welcome you to our broadcast podcast on today. We want to also take this time to uh, thank and appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in and the response that we have been currently receiving. We thank you. We are glad and uh, just ecstatic that this here broadcast has been a blessing unto many. And we thank you for that. And it let us know that we are walking out and fulfilling um, the purpose for which God intended this here podcast to come into existence. And with that said, I want to continue uh, a conversation uh, as it pertains to the grace of God. You know, we are in a day and time today. We need the grace of God like never before. We know that the grace of God contains a manifold, um, uh, has a manifold meaning, a manifold purpose, a manifold uh, facet in which how it is demonstrated and manifested through God, God's graces. We, uh, you know, we can, we can even try to dissect scripture. We can go into a deeper detailed study through Hebrew, through Greek, through, uh, you know, all these different study tools, and we will still not be able to fully grasp all that the grace of God encompasses. And so, you know, and as I approach this here, about the grace of God, the, 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 the God of all grace. Hallelujah. I mean, just think about that. The God of all grace. God is creator. He is ruler. He is above all things. All things were created for him and by him, all things were created. He's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha, the omega. And without him, there is nothing that is currently existing that did not come from him breathing the breath of the almighty upon it. And so when we talk about the God of all grace, I'm and, and this here is our uh, second week. We're coming back again Um on this week talking about the God of all grace and we can call this part two we can call this a series but I'm just gonna continue in this here about the God of all grace because you know I am just praying that God just just, Lord just give me a part just give me some give me a part give me some you know there's a text in the scripture where it says that we know in part and we prophesy in part and so that clearly let us know that God gives us a part. We don't know everything. You know, he say they that hunger and thirst, which is one of my favorite scriptures. He says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. They that hunger and thirst after truth. Listen, whatever you hunger and thirst after of, eventually you will consume it. You will find it. If I hunger and thirst after 
righteousness, I will be filled with righteousness. I'm going to find it and I'll be able to um, partake in it. I will be able to fill myself and I will be able to uh, 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 allow myself to take part in that righteousness or that which I pursue after. If I hunger and thirst after knowledge, if I hunger and thirst after truth, if I hunger and thirst after peace, joy, and love in him, I will eventually come into all those things that I am seeking after him. Because whatever the heart desires, the heart will pursue. He says, that's why he says in um, Proverbs uh, 4.23, he says, with all diligence, keep thine heart because out of it flows the issues of life. Another translation says, out of your heart flows the forces of life. The forces of our lives are, are not based upon what comes towards us or what's projected towards us. The forces of our life and that which gives us life, that which gives us uh, of existence and meaning comes from, comes from within. It comes out of us. The forces of our life are built within. In Ecclesiastes, he says, God has made everything beautiful in his time. And uh, uh, he's made everything beautiful in his time that the world has been hid in one's heart. Your world already exists. No matter how that world is playing out in your life, no matter the reality of a world or life that you're currently living, whether you are pleased with it, whether you are happy with it, whether you are disappointed, whether you are upset, you can do something about it. You can change it. You change your world by changing your heart. You change your world. You change your heart by changing the things you say, the things you speak, what you believe, how you believe. You work from the inside out until ultimately you have converted those things. You have converted yourself. You have changed and transformed yourself. I'm talking about the God of all grace can do this for you. And so as we proceed with this here, God of all grace, part two, again, um, we have the God of all grace. And, and for those who, you know, just think this is just some title, you know, topic made up. No, this is actual scripture referenced. And in Second uh, Peter five and 10, he says that the God of all grace, uh, uh, the eternal God of uh, uh, Jesus Christ and all glory will make you perfect, will establish you, strengthen you and settle you. Talking about the God of all grace, ultimately, after after a while, after you have suffered a while, after you've gone through some type of challenge, the God of all grace will make you perfect or mature you. The God of all grace will establish you, make you firm take you out of a place of instability, uh, bring you into a place where you are now established, unmovable and unshakable. Uh, he said that he will strengthen you and settle you like never before today. We need to be settled. We need peace. We need calm in a time of controversy and chaos and a time of trial and tragedy. We need selling, selling. We might not be able to settle 
the onslaught of things that's occurring in our world, things that are happening at the speed of, I mean, my God, things are just happening, you know, rapidly, rapidly. We're hearing news of this over here and in that part of the world and this part of the world. We are hearing things that is jaw dropping and are all shocking. We're, and we, 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 we need to be settled. You need to be at peace. You need to have peace in your spirit and peace in your mind that God is keeping you. And by God's grace, it can be done. That's why Paul, the apostle Paul, many times before in his day began to address the people. And here we have it in the text as scriptural references. But Paul would greet and Paul would begin to speak before he did. He would say grace and peace. And then sometimes he will conclude by saying grace and peace. Hallelujah. Like never before, we need God's grace and we need God's peace. I'm talking about the God of all grace will make you perfect. No matter what you're going through, you're going to, you're going to eventually come out of these things. We don't realize how much and how often God really answers our prayers. You really don't understand how God, you know, ultimately over time, little by little there, you know, he brings you through the very thing that you thought you would not make it through. Some of you all, you fearing tomorrow. The Bible says, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take care of itself. And that's true because you will ultimately come through everything that you've gone through. What I've come to learn and what I've come to see more consistently is that what happens is that what, 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 what affects a person is not necessarily that they're still stuck in something, that they still within a going through a suffering uh, uh, by or, uh, or by something, but the damage has occurred within them. The, the, the situation has moved. The situation has, uh, uh, has changed. The circumstance has changed. But what I've come to realize what happened and what didn't change was uh, what, 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 a, what a person allowed themselves to get filled and full of the things that they allowed to fill their mind and fill their heart and allow themselves to be contained with, didn't get free from bondages, uh, uh, viewpoints, uh, objectives, and all of these things. And it, beca- and it became and it becomes something that ultimately hinders you. And so we have to take God's word serious if we really want to be free. The Bible says, whom the son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about the God of all grace. He's the God of all grace, the God of all answers, the God of all solutions, the God of all miracles. He's the God of all peace. There is nothing you will face. There's nothing you will go through that you cannot find your answer in God, that you won't find the answer in God. You listen, all things are created by him and for him was there not anything made. And so, you know, when we talk about the God of all grace, and so I I want to today um, bring in the aspect of the God of all grace and his throne. Hallelujah. Yes, that throne, the throne of God. But I'm talking about the throne of grace. 
Hebrews 4 and 16 says what? We know he says to let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in a time of need and in a time of trouble. And I'm telling you, that right there is one of my most favorite memorable scriptures. And many of you all as well, we know, hallelujah, that scripture, it echoes, it reflects, it resonates so much with us as believers, so much with our walk, so much with our faith, so much of our faith resonates upon the scripture. And guess what? Many of us still don't do this as much as we should. We do not come boldly to the throne of grace. First of all, we have to get used to and we have to become, uh, you know, uh, we have to understand we need to go to God more often than we do. Not cry, not feel sorry for ourselves, uh, not get not get disappointed and just stay in that state of mind. But no, we have to come boldly to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. The throne of grace. We got to come boldly to God. Come boldly. Don't come, you know, with doubt. Don't come not believing. Don't come to his throne doubting. Don't come to his his throne not believing. Don't come to his throne, you know, you know, it feeling like you it's a waste of time. He says come boldly. And in another translation, it says to come with confidence, with privilege. Hallelujah. I know sometimes we hear that word privilege and many people, we get many different thoughts on whatever side of privilege you have seen and experienced. But privilege is not a bad word. Maybe you just experienced it on the wrong side or seen it demonstrated in a way that it rubbed you the wrong way. But he says in his word to come with confidence to him because ultimately God is saying it is a privilege to be able to approach me because guess what people we live in a day and time we need to be reminded that that anyone just cannot approach God every anyone cannot just approach God but at the same time which is a paradox and an oxymoron Anyone can approach God. Anyone can come to the throne of grace. You don't have to be a tongue talking, Christian, Bible thumping, walking believer, you know, who stay in church, praying fast for 40 days to be one qualified to come to the throne of grace. Anyone can come to the throne of grace. Anyone can come to God. Don't matter who you are. Don't matter where you've been. Don't matter what you're doing. Don't matter how you're living. You can come to the throne of God. You can come with your, 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 your brokenness. You can come with your sorrow. You can come with your disappointment. You can come with your hurt. Come with your pain. Because in his presence, hallelujah, you will find the supplement for the pain. You will find the healing. You will find the peace. You will find the new life that's within him. Come boldly to his throne. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to just, you know, inflect upon is why 
are we not going to God as much as we should? Why are we not coming unto the throne of God? Coming because it could it be that we don't come to the throne of God the way, you know, God want us to because there perhaps is some condemnation. We think this is the God of all creation, the God who created all things we see and don't see. You know, who am I? I, I I'm not worthy. I'm dirty. I'm not righteous. I'm not all these things. But listen, he said, come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. That's when you should come to God. That's when you should. And he said, listen, and don't come shy. Don't come passive. Don't come bashful. Come boldly. Come ultimately basically saying, come with an expectation. I will grant you that what you need, that what you ask for, that hallelujah, that thing. Yes, those that that thing. Some of you all, I hear the spirit of God saying to me right now. Some of you are are currently dealing with a that thing. You are tired of that thing. That thing has been like a thorn in your flesh. Paul said, I sought the Lord twice and thrice. And he said, what? My grace is sufficient. Someone need to know today that God's grace is sufficient. God's grace will um Give you the divine ability, an ability above your own, an unnatural ability. Some of you all, you know, you think it's a gift to endure pain. Some of you all say to yourself, I have an unnatural ability. No, that's an unnatural ability. It's unnatural to deal with certain kinds of pain to the degree that you think it is. God says, no, I will give you a grace. I will grace you to go through. I'll grace you to stand. I'll grace you to press through. I'll grace you to get up. I'll grace you to I'll grace you to break through. I'll grace you to ascend and I'll grace you to rise. I'll grace you that you will ultimately do an exceedingly abundantly above all that you could have asked or think. I'll grace you and transform you from the inside out. I don't know how it's going to happen. I can't tell you no details. I can't put it down in writing for you. But all I know is that God will grace you and ultimately he will bring you through. I'm talking about the God of all grace. If you come boldly to the throne of grace, hallelujah, without shame, not being shy, you know, saying I can't talk or tell anyone, tell God, hallelujah. You have to tell everyone what you're going through. You don't have to tell everyone what you've been through. You don't have to tell everyone what you're currently experiencing and suffering with right now, but tell God, go boldly to the throne of grace, go bowing down, seeking his face, go boldly to the throne of grace and I be not a man of God. I'm telling you right now, hallelujah, and you will see God move on your behalf. You will see God grant his grace. You will see God extend his mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all his days. And he said, I will dwell and you will dwell. You will dwell in the house of the living God. Oh, I'm telling you, I felt a prophetic spirit of God right there. 
I felt a prophetic spirit of God to someone. God said, you, 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 yes, you, I'm talking to you. Just come to me. Come boldly. Come with confidence. Come understanding that you have a divine right. You're highly favored. You blessed and favored. In that scripture where he says to come boldly to the throne of grace, that he will give you grace. That word grace means to impart blessing and favor. So when we go to God, when we come to the presence of God, when we come to the place where God is, God imparts his blessing and he imparts favor. Hallelujah. Now he, it says he imparts it. It don't mean that he just place it on you. Listen, I want God's blessing on my life. I want God's favor on my life. I want God's favor to be on me, to, 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 to rest upon me. But when he says it, he imparts it. That means it now becomes a part of you. That means now something that, that, that means now you're taking on the character and qualities of God. You're taking on the qualities and character of one blessed, of one favorite. You're taking on the qualities and character of God demonstrated by divine acts, demonstrated through you. Hallelujah. You might not even be able to tell it. Sometimes it may come through the things you do, it may come through your ability to think and articulate, but that's the imparted blessing and favor of God for coming to his throne. Now, guess what? What's amazing about this, what's amazing about this amazing grace is that anyone can obtain it. Anyone can receive it. Anyone can have it if you just believe it. I'm talking about the God of all grace. I really believe in the God of all grace. I really believe today, hallelujah, that God want to give you his grace.